Welcome to the It Was a Thing on TV podcast, episode 22, submission 219, Doctor Who Dimensions in Time. It aired on the BBC on November 26th and 27th of 1993 as a two-part one-off special. For the 1993 BBC Children in Need telephone. Thank you. Thank you. Insert Doctor Who theme in your own head, because we're not playing it. Okay. I'm Chico. That's Greg. That's Mike. And uh, this is in celebration of the new season that just dropped on the BBC. We have a commemorative entry. Yes, Doctor Who Dimensions in Time, which was done for the 1993 Children in Need campaign that the BBC had at the time. And also, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Doctor Who, being that it premiered in 1963. And that, yeah, and this was about, okay, about four years after it was cancelled for the first time, which explains why they have the 1989 opening. Uh, okay, brief synopsis for Mike. Time-traveling alien can shift forms, travels around time and space in a TARDIS, which is a space-time ship that is permanently disguised as a British police box. I know what that is, Chico. Oh my gosh. Come on, you don't... He has his Doctor Who credentials. Come on. I've played the Doctor Who pinball machine. Thank you very much. Anybody can play the Doctor Who pinball machine. Hey, everyone. But does everyone know that the first Doctor you pick in the Doctor Who pinball machine is the sixth Doctor? No. No, because I usually go one, two, three. I don't care about what Doctor to pick. Oh. Everyone picks the sixth Doctor first, dang it. Thank you. Oh my god, thank you very much, Greg. Well, that's why I've only gotten two billion and three billion on that game. If I picked Doctor Six first, maybe I'd get like five billion. But yeah, this was uh, this was a crossover event with EastEnders and also with Noel's house party? Huh? Yeah, Noel's ha- Noel Edmonds <laughs> of uh of who you best know for the UK version of Deal or No Deal, probably, was the host of both parts of this special. He did the introductions for parts one and part two. But wait, Greg, hold on. You you mentioned Deal or No Deal. You forgot to mention his best show of all, which, by the way, is coming in three weeks. Three short weeks. <laughs> Future Wait, entry hold in up. the first what? week of February. Cheat, cheat, cheat. <laughs> That's right. This is not going to be the last time we talk about Noel Edmonds on this show, baby. Not, not yep. even the last time in the next month. Yes. Noel introduces the spec. When we first saw the segment on YouTube, we watched see Noel. He's reading a paper. He's wearing 3D glasses because folks this was broadcast in 3d yeah so it was worth looking like a complete and utter nutcase just saying so there's a there's a there's a a ring at the doorbell and who could that be he opens the door Noel opens the door and who guess who it is it's john pertwee 
as the third doctor. And John Pertwee says he just got back from the year 2013 and he found out that Noel is still on television. Not untrue. Uh, I was hoping that when uh, the doorbell rang, boy, who's at the door? I was hoping it'd be Secretariat. Pause. <laughs> you know, Mike Fantessa met Secretariat. Hey, I met the fourth doctor, okay? He was a very weird guy. He always had his scarf around, and yeah, it was, he was very weird. Inside jokes are the best jokes. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so the third doctor, he's there to introduce the clip. And the clips, the clips by themselves run about seven or eight minutes. Together, it's about 20 minutes. Because, again, you have the intro and the outro of both clips. And it's on YouTube if you want to take a look at it. But it is... It, it's... it's uh, I, I, Greg, help me out here. It's something... Yeah, it, it 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 is indeed something. I mean, it's not exactly old school Who, which, by the way, has its own channel on uh, Pluto. If you are into that sort of thing, but it wouldn't even, and it wouldn't really lay the frame for what would be to come about twelve, uh, about three years later with the TV movie, or twelve years later with the revival series. But it was a nice little refreshing bit. It was 20 minutes of fan service, basically. Yes. Because you have, uh, we have the various incarnations of the Doctor. And not just one companion, because he always travels with a companion. But some of the most memorable companions. I have, I have. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Sophie Eldred as Ace, John Leeson as K9, as K9, Bonnie Langford as Mel Bush, Nicola Bryant as faux American Perry Brown, Sarah Sutton as Nissa, Lala Ward as Romana, Louise Jameson as Leela, Elizabeth Slayton, God rest her soul, as Sarah Jane Smith. Richard Franklin is Captain Mike Yates. Carolyn John is Liz Shaw. Deborah Watling is Victoria Waterfield. Carol Ann Ford as the first companion, Susan Foreman. And Nicholas Courtney as the Brigadier. And we'll talk about a significant moment in Doctor Who history when the Brigadier shows up later on. And they were all, and all of the doctors, and all of the companions were being trapped in a 20-year time frame, thanks to another renegade time lady, the Ronnie, played by the late, great Kate O'Mara at this point. So the Ronnie was introduced in the Colin Baker era of the show, in The Mark of the Ronnie, and later appeared in the... Seventh Doctor in the Regeneration story, The Time in the Ronnie. Yeah. And so you have a but so you have the Doctor and the companions jumping from time to time and also encountering half of the cast of EastEnders for some reason. But before that, Tom Baker was in front of a blues was in front of a green screen. 
to deliver this message. Which, in retrospect, makes absolutely no sense, but here it is. And if Tom Baker is listening, I do apologize for the piss-poor impersonation here. Mayday. Mayday. This is an urgent message for all of the doctors. It's vitally important that you listen carefully to me for once. Our whole existence is being threatened by a renegade time lord known only as the Ronnie. She hates me. She even hates children. Do you know? Oh boy. It gets better, folks. Two of my Two of my earlier selves have already been snared in her vicious trap. The grumpy one and the flautist, do you remember? She wants to put us out of action, lock us away in a dreary backwater of London's East End. Trapped in a time loop in perpetuity. Her evil is all around us. I can hear the heartbeat of a killer. She's out there somewhere. We must be on our guard. And we must stop her before she destroys all my other selves. Oh. Good luck, my dears. (laughs) She even hates children. (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? Because it's a children in need special. That's why. I get that, but why is it important to know she hates children? It just is. If we didn't know this, then it would there would be absolutely no proper context. She'd probably be tearing off of that bear's he- tearing that bear's head off. The poor BBC children in need bear with his one eye. All right. So we so we start with the seventh Doctor and Ace because, of course, at the time, Sylvester McCoy was still technically the current Doctor. Again, this was three three years before the movie, which was a so, good movie, by the way. So we have the seventh Doctor and Ace, and they're confused when the TARDIS lands in Greenwich near the Cuddy Sark. Thanks to the Ronnie's attack on the tortoise. So the doctor finds a newspaper showing the year to be 1973. But before he can make any conclusions, the Ronnie causes time to jump. And then Ace finds herself in Albert Square in 1993 with the sixth doctor, played by Colin Baker. EastEnders cast member Sanji tries to sell Ace some new clothes from his stall. And when his wife, Gitta, tells the sixth doctor that it's going to be all the rage in 1994, the Ronnie jumps time again. Uh huh. And now we enter the third Doctor with Mel appearing in their place and questioning an old Pauline Fowler and Kathy Beale on when they are. They reply, it's 2013, which, by the way, Noel Edmonds, still on television. And then they jump back to 1973 when Pauline and Kathy remember the assassination of President Kennedy. And Kathy tells off a young Ian Beale with the Sixth Doctor appearing alongside Susan Foreman, who wonders what happens to her Doctor, which, if you remember, was Bill Hartnell, the first Doctor. And of course, as we saw in the beginning, 
the Ronnie has trapped the first and second Doctor. Well, they're heads anyway. Yeah, at least they're disembodied heads. Yeah. So we go into another time jump to 2013, where Susan changes into Sarah Jane Smith, and the Doctor changes from the sixth to the third Doctor. They start to piece together what is happening to them. But the Ronnie lets loose her menagerie of specimens, including a Cyberman, Fifi, from the Seventh Doctor serial, The Happiness Patrol, a Sea Devil, an Orgon, and a Time Lord from Gallifrey in the next time jump. Meanwhile, in 1993, the Fifth Doctor, Nisa, and Perry are attacked by the Ronnie's menagerie. And after they tried to warn Pat Butcher of the danger, the Ronnie stops them outside the Queen Vic. And this is where Port One comes to an end. Now, at the end of Port One, Viewers were asked to phone in and vote for which EastEnders character would save the Doctor at the start of Part 2. Two versions of the opening scene in Part 2 were filmed, one featuring Mandy and one featuring Big Ron. The £101,000 raised from phone calls went to children in need, and the result of the vote was announced prior to the screening of Part 2 on Noel's house party. The version featuring Mandy was broadcast after it won 56% of the vote. Because who wants to be helped by a person named Big Ross? Big Ron! Big Ron, sorry. Who wants to be helped by a person named Big Ron? I would like to be helped by a person named Big Ron. I have no say in the matter. <laughs> I'd, help, 1990... I'd, help, I'd, help, I'd get help from a guy named Big Mike before I get help from a guy named Big Ron. What... What a be, be wait, careful Mike, what you wish for. Hey, Mike, wait a second, Mike. What was your nickname again? Big Papa Mike. Oh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> hold Big up, hold Papa up, hold Klaus. up. Okay, all right. you know what? You know what, guys? I would rather be helped by a bot. You know what, guys? I'd rather be helped by a guy named Big Papa Klaus. Mm-hmm. So now we get into part two. In 1993, after the fifth Doctor changed to the third Doctor in the next time jump, with Liz Shaw, the Ronnie took control of Liz's mind. As Mandy Salter tries to stop the Ronnie, Captain Mike Yates of Unit comes in with Bessie to save the third Doctor and get him to the Brigadier who is waiting for them. So Bessie, after by the way, time... is also... Yeah, Bessie, by the way, is the Who-mobile. Yes, the third Doctor's vehicle. <laughs> So after another time jump, the Doctor changes into the sixth Doctor, and after he says goodbye to the Brigadier, time jumps again. Now, this is a notable moment that I want to share with you because it's the first and only time on screen that the sixth Doctor is with the Brigadier because the Brigadier did not appear in the sixth Doctor's era. He appeared in the fifth Doctor's era in Matter and Undead, and he appeared in Battlefield in the seventh Doctor era, but he, he didn't appear in the sixth Doctor. So it does mark a, a notable moment being that the Brigadier is on screen with the sixth Doctor. I know. Uh, before, well, after all of this, they would meet again in several big Finnish audio dramas. Yes, the Spectre of Lanyon Moore, by the way, which is only two ninety nine on Big Finish. So if you want to download that after the show, it's a very cheap price, so. So after the so after the doctor and the brigadier parts ways, Phil and Grant Mitchell are at the arches and they find Romana looking for the doctor. 
but they point her to Dr. Harold Legg, wrong doctor. As Romano walks past the Queen Vic, the Ronnie captures her in front of Frank Butcher. Now all they're missing is a human. Well, all all the Ronnie is missing is a human. So she can take over the time tunnel and take over all of reality. Back in 1973, the third doctor explains to Victoria Waterfield who the Ronnie was and thinks that her control is breaking down as they return to the TARDIS. The seventh doctor lands the TARDIS in 1993, where Leela escapes from the Ronnie after being cloned in the form of Romana. This results in an additional Time Lord brain imprint being left on the computer inside the Ronnie's TARDIS, which is like this sort of pillar-looking thing. Sort of runic pillar, runic runic pillar, Greg. Yeah, and and the Ronnie's tortoise also has the round things. Yeah, they they have the round thing. Ronnie's a big fan of the round things. Uh, okay, so instead of a human brain that she needed, she has a second Time Lord brain, which gives the Seventh Doctor, Ace, and K Nine the edge needed to rig up a device to overload it sending the Ronnie into the time tunnel where she had trapped the first and second doctors and freeing the doctors' other selves from the loop to return to their respective home eras, or whatever eras they were captured from. As the seventh doctor and Ace leave in the TARDIS for further adventures, the doctor observes, certainly I, I mean, we, are difficult to get rid of. I can't, and that was Dimensions in Time, and I can't help but think that that last line was sort of a backhanded swipe at the BBC. Yeah, I, I gotta think John Nathan Turner was, was given a shoot comment over to the Beeb at the cancellation with that. Yeah. Take that, Michael Grade. So, important notes about this, because the, the, this marks a whole lot of a whole lot of eerie transitions and a whole lot of historical moments and just a lot of history being made in these these 20 minutes. First of all, we find out that Noel Edmonds is still on television in 2013. Probably doing something involving suitcases. I don't know. Well, it's a good thing that the third doctor didn't arrive from 2017. He could have told Noel Edmonds, yeah. I just watched this ridiculous show where you're like in a store and it's called Cheap Cheap Cheap. Future entry, by the way. But more about that next month. Uh, John Pertwee, who is the third doctor and also the father of Alfred, who is played by Sean Pertwee on Gotham. Gotham, yes. He would he would die three years later. So this is his actual final role as the Doctor. And and again, he proves that he still has what it took. Okay, so Tom Baker, on the other hand, he would appear over and over and over again in various media as the Doctor. Or and 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 in the in the 50th anniversary special, he was. I don't know if he was the doctor, but he did make an appearance with uh, then Doctor Matt Smith in that final sort of scene 
with the paint with the painting go back and watch it it is one of the best scenes i think ever to come from the stephen moffat era of doctor who yeah and it's great because it implies is that was that the doctor after he's done with time traveling and all that after he saved everything he just decides oh one day i'm just i'm just gonna be a curator at an art museum and just you know just hang out do nothing watch this film or watch this painting it's not really a painting it's bigger on the inside Okay, it is also the final on-screen appearance of Colin Baker as the Sixth Doctor, to which I say, <laughs> yeah, uh, every, every 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 science fiction franchise has a red-headed stepchild. The Doctor Who version is Colin Baker. And unless you listen to Big Finish. Yeah. But judging judging strictly from the television show. Yeah. It is also the last appearance as Carolyn John as Liz Shaw, who died in 2012, and Deborah Deborah Watling as Victoria Waterfield, who died in 2017. Sophie Aldred, it was almost a a joke that Sophie Aldred was actually on that special because she was the companion ace, and at the same time she was also... Susie on EastEnders at the time. Yeah, they'd think, you'd think they'd have, like, a line that said, you know, you look awfully familiar. Yeah, sort of like what the Love Boat did back in the day when you had Florence Henderson and Robert Reed in two different stories, and they just happened to run into each other. Yeah. Okay, it would it would also not be the last appearance of Elizabeth Slayton, who would later go on to uh, to join David the David Tennant era of the of the series in the same role as Sarah Jane Smith, because well, yeah, because Sarah Jane Smith appears in the season two episode of the new series School Reunion, and of course she later goes on to. Sp- have her own series spun off in the Sarah Jane Adventures. And of course, she later comes back in the big finale of season four, where everyone from the past companions, the revived series of Doctor Who, from Torchwood to Sarah Jane Adventures, all cross over in one big event with Davros. Yep. Uh, Again, great episode there. But unfortunately, that would be the last uh, appearance of Elizabeth Slayton as she had died, I want to say, a year later. No, because that would have been around uh, 2011, 2012, because I know Matt Smith appeared like on the last season of Sarah Jane Adventures as the 11th Doctor. Ah, Well, well, she died sometime after that. So... Okay, and and this was and again, Greg, you said this would be the only time in which Nicholas Courtney and or his character, the Brigadier, appeared with the Sixth Doctor on screen, but the, but it would not be the only time that they would meet because they are also on the Big Finish audio dramas. Yep, and I I already mentioned it, so I don't have I don't have anything else to say. Just... There you go. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, now, now, John Nathan Turner, he was the one who wrote the special and actually approached Anthony Ainley to reprise his role as the master, but he turned it down. But uh, 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 reportedly, I say reportedly because Ainley reportedly denied this, insisting if he were asked, he would have had no hesitation in appearing. So another person that they considered getting for this special was Michael Goh. Now, Michael Goh, you might remember as Batman's butler, Alfred, in the Michael Keaton slash Val Kilmer slash George Clooney Batman movies from 1989 to 1997. He originally played the Celestial Toymaker in the first Doctor serial of the same name. And again, John Nathan Turner was turned down this time by Michael Goh. And then finally, Kate O'Mara was asked if she would like to reprise her role of the Ronnie for this special, which she readily agreed. Yes. And she was joined by Samuel West, who played her sidekick, Syrian, who was named after the original intended actor, Sir Ian McKellen. Although later, Sir Ian McKellen would go on to be on Doctor Who. Well, not so much on, but his voice would appear on Doctor Who as the voice of the Great Intelligence in the 2012 Doctor Who Christmas special as the Great Intelligence. Okay, now, uh, the Daleks were also supposed to appear, and you'd probably be able to sell this episode if the Daleks were to appear, because, I mean, come on, the Daleks. But the segment was pulled after a dispute with Dalek creator Terry Nation over payments. The segment would have seen Peter Davison facing up against them again in the street scene in the 1984 serial The Resurrection of the Daleks. Oh, wow. A dispute with Terry Nation over payments? Man, what a surprise. I am shocked. This is my shocked face. (laughs) Okay, and uh, interesting, this was a complete and total charity case what they did here because everybody involved from the actors of the crew to the uh, people over at the BBC who made the who made the 3D effect and made the glasses who if you remember the clip looked incredibly Elton Johnish they did they did they they, they look like Elton John's glasses Everything was donated as a benefit to children in need. Uh, the crew gave their spur- the services especially for children in need, which probably explains that throw that throwaway line by Tom Baker in the beginning. And they waived their fees on the condition that Dimensions in Time would never be repeated or sold on home video for profit. For that same reason, the story has and never will appear as an extra on a DVD release. But it's on YouTube if you know where you can find it. So, man, this was something else. I'll this tell you was some... something yep. else. Yeah, this was something else. I'll tell you something else. Thirteen point eight million people watched the first part, and thirteen point six million people watched the second part. So they were the most two of the most highly watched episodes of Doctor Who ever produced. But a far cry from the 16.1 million viewers of City of Death, Part 4. Which was the uh, fourth Doctor serial 
written by the late great Douglas Adams. Yep. Which you remember, which you might remember, Mike, as the author of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I knew oh, and I, and also features a great cameo in that serial from John Cleese. Yep. I mean, you'd think with the thirteen point eight million, thirteen point six million, the BBC would have seen those numbers and thought, "Man, you know what? People are hungry for for some new Doctor Who. You know, we." We got we got to bring this show back. I mean, it wouldn't be done. I mean, if Doctor Who would kind of come back a couple years later, but it wouldn't be from the BBC. That would kind of be for another company in North America. But that's another story that we'll save for another time. Yeah, um, that that yeah. Which also, which also was a pretty good, pretty good, pretty solid story. And after that. Of course, came 2005 and Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper and Rose and the rest, as they say, is time and relative dimension in space. Well, or as someone else would say, now you know the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts? Mike, now that you know the story of Dimensions in Time? I have one comment. The 49ers won 27-10. Wow, this doesn't date this episode one bit. Well, if it, what, what can I say? This episode it was, if about nothing else, it was about time. Hey, who needs a backlog of entries? We get these things churned, baby. You don't have a two or three week week turn or a two or three week waiting turnaround time. We get these churned one by one. Boom, 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 boom. It's sort of like it's sort of like uh, 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 John and Kate just pushing out kids. Oh God! <laughs> oh Christ! Oh, oh oh oh! Wait, there was a, but there was another one. And who knows? There's another may... one. There was. There... Here's the thing. There was another one-off that we may choose to revisit in the future. Doctor Who and the Curse of the Fatal Death in 1999. Yes. Yes, we have to cover that. How do but... we not think of that? Put but it on the list. Put it on the list. There you go. Again, that is another story for another time. But for now, Doctor Who, Dimensions in Time, for Children in Need. A solid but wasted effort on the BBC's part to bring Doctor Who back for a new generation. Yeah, we had we had the we had John Pert we we had Noel Edmonds, we had Tom Baker in front of a green screen. We had the cast of EastEnders. We had the Sixth Doctor meeting the Brigadier. We had the Ronnie. Doctor Who Dimensions in Time. It was a thing on TV. The kids in need didn't need, need the money. They needed a legitimately good Doctor Who episode. <laughs> hey, that was a legitimately good Doctor Who episode. What can I say? It's not my fault the BBC squandered an opportunity to make more afterwards until 2005. 
Well, I think it's time to put in our our, our clothes as usual. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we're not children in need, so you don't need to give us money. What we want is we want your listens, we want your likes, subscribes, your reviews, your ratings. We want you to say good stuff about us. And you could yes. do that on iTunes or or Google Play or, or, or Stitcher or the website. Uh, and that website, as always, is www.itwasathingontv.com. You can find the previous 21 entries and every future entry at that location. And again, like I said, we do really want to hear from you. Uh, we've got an email address set up, which is, uh, I think the last uh, spam entry I got was from ni- some Nigerian prince that died in 1997. So the, let's let's get some emails in there. Uh, but as always, uh, yeah, Chico and Greg, great job on this episode. I know I didn't have much to say because I'm not as much of a Doctor Who fanatic as you two. But that'll all change next week. Two new episodes. And oh, oh, oh I just saw what's coming. Yes. Oh. It, hold on. These are two yes. episodes that I've been yes. waiting to talk about since the beginning. Oh yeah. The, let's the just say time. let's just say the we had our first episode this week was about two bucks worth of content. This one is about Five million or five or ten million bucks worth of content, but it's all fake. It's phony. It's baloney. You're a phony. Hey guys, look at that! It's us. A big phony lives. That's not a hint whatsoever. I don't know what he's talking about. and, And the second entry is something that I think has been, like, in our minds for the last, I'd say, 25, 26 years. It's something that definitely needs to be handled. We, we have very good memories of, of the second entry. Uh, one of us more so than the other two. We'll get into that next week. Uh, so again, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for yes. subscribing. It, yes, and also listen to us on the Place to Be Nation Pop feed, too. Yes, so. yes. Uh, they're slowly adding episodes there. I believe uh, they put up the first two episodes. But yeah, listen to us on Place to Be Nation Pop. Uh, all all of our back catalog is slowly getting added to their feed. So, and there's also a lot of great shows on the Place to Be Nation Pop feed. So check them out place.tobnation.com So until we get to two more exciting episodes next week as always thank you to Greg thank you to Chico and I'm Mike and we'll talk to you next week take care bye bye So I need to play Dr. Six in order to get the high score on the pinball well, at, at first, you have to play. At the first, before you play your first ball, you have to select Dr. Six. Yeah. That's usually the strategy pro pinball players do. You mean for the first time in, in his life, somebody's going to pick Colin Baker first? Oh, yes. Oh, I would pick <laughs> the whole. <laughs>